<laughs> yes, good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Death by Pod, the podcast where we just talk about horror movies, basically. Uh, my name's Matt Hudson, that creepy guy in the corner, and joining me as ever is the one who lurks in the dark, it's Elizabeth, also known as Bloggy Balboa. How you doing, mate? Hello. I'm good. I'm very, very good. I've just had Brinner, so I'm very Brinner? happy. Oh, I see. Right. Your breakfast, dinner? Breakfast, dinner. Yeah. Cereal, in other words. No, it was, like, cooked. Oh, nice. Go I on. Don't, I don't actually have any I haven't had cereal in, like, God, six months. Yeah, lost touch with your roots, haven't you? But... I've lost touch with the cereal, definitely. <laughs> what, what did you have for Brinner, then? I had... Um, toast, and then because I've, I've learned how to do poached eggs, no, that is actually quite <laughs> hard. Never do before. Is that one we got to whirl it in the pan? No, you just like you literally crack an egg into some boiling water, and it like turns into like a little ghost, like a little food ghost. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like woo. Am I cooked? Am I not? Are you going to die? Let's find out. Salmonella. <laughs> no, well, well, I'm glad you didn't die because I would have liked to have spoken to you tonight. So thanks for that, mate. Yeah, death by egg. <laughs> I had um, I had chicken of China, the Chinese chicken, and I, I really enjoyed oh, that. Did you have a drumstick and did your brain start ticking? Yes, my man. <laughs> I, and you know what? I'm not. I can't say the appliances would, but it's an it's a thing from Amazon that if I say it, it will turn on. But I asked this electronic device to uh, play that song, and I was dancing along to it. That's it. If I say it, it's so sensitive, she'll start talking to me. She's my mate, um, Alexa, is, so. But yeah, we, I listened to that song whilst eating the chicken, and it was literally like the Twilight Zone. It was great. That's my life. Have you ever asked Alexa to play any farts to you? I actually asked her to do a, a rap about farts before, and it's the most incredible <laughs> thing. Anybody out there, <laughs> ask her that thing to basically say, da-da-da, uh, rap about farts, please. And it's amazing. It's like a two-minute-long like, f- rap about flatulence, like cutting the cheese and all that. It's brilliant. Yeah, she's she's done one with us about cakes. My mum, my mum got an Alexa recently, and she's um, she falls out with her a lot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because she hasn't she hasn't done all the uploads, so she's like Alexa, can you? And she goes, hmm, I'm not sure I can do that. That's it. Mum mom gets absolutely savage about it. Why she's like, what can, what can you do then? <laughs> <laughs> You see, really... now Bloggy's moved to uh, Greater London. She, she doesn't talk like that anymore. She, she talks a bit better than that. But a couple of years, if you listen to the old shows, she's all about fucking this and that. <laughs> I'm still like that. <laughs> she, pronounces her, she pronounces her T's now. Death by pod. This is another one. This is death by pod. <laughs> Smaller scares. Basically, it's an offshoot of the main show where we're not going to talk about a film today. Uh, these shows exist to talk about anything else. Horror or in the horror genre whether that's our experiences with the first times we saw a horror film growing up with a certain film uh maybe like a director or in this case we're going to be talking about the year that's going to be 2020 in horror films we've watched the trailers that are currently available for the movies we're going to talk about and we've reacted to them which you're going to be able to hear ahead of us giving you our thoughts uh obs details are sparse for the most part so these are going to be our predictions cast thoughts maybe first feelings etc by the end of the year we can look back and see whether our initial gut feelings were correct i also wanted to shout out as well just before we start we've also got we've got a sweet listener base in fairbanks alaska which ironically warms my heart i've never been to alaska but it always seems like a 
great horror setting because of my naive assumption that it's just basically blanketed in snow. So, for our listeners in Fairbank, thank, thank Fairbank, thank you, I googled it, and apparently it says this. The Fairbanks area is home to just over 100,000 hearty souls, making this region the second largest population centre in Alaska. The city features a university, an army base, and an air force base, and is known for dog mushing, northern lights, and its extreme extremes of light, dark, warmth, and cold. So yeah, people in Fairbanks, shout out, and all around the world, of course, but bloggy, Alaska loves us. What do you think about that? Aurora Borealis at this time of year, <laughs> entirely localised within Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I, I, I love it. I saw it. I was like, sweet. I, like, cause it just, I know the thing was in Antarctica, but it reminds me of that area. Well, I've just looked it up on Google and it looks bloody delightful. It And there's a picture. So like, if you just put in Fairbank, Alaska... So like the third row down for me, there's a picture of someone from TripAdvisor who's on a boat with their arms out, like laughing. And then there's just like two deer in the river, it looks like. Or maybe they're dogs. So, uh, do they have antlers? No, but they have really big ears. So yeah. it makes me think they're deer. Deer have big ear. <laughs> do you have ear? Do they not? <laughs> Fairbank residents, do you have dog deer hybrids? Let us know. I will. Um, I'll tweet out a picture of that picture if you like, thank and you. you can retweet it. Road trip. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys, and obviously, yeah, thanks to everyone else who listens as well. We'll we'll endeavour to shout out every single town of our listeners over the course of these shows. Uh, yeah, and as you probably noticed, these shows are a little bit more blase, a bit more loose because it's a conversational show. So let's get on with it, bloggy. Twenty twenty lens. We're going to go down in list order that we've got. It's not in release order because. Well, that would mean doing more work. Someone didn't do that, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I tried to cover my track. Yeah, I forgot to put it in release order. So, um, Bloggy, what's first on our list? On our list is Malignant. Ooh, I love and that word. It's, it's quite a good word, isn't it? Malignant. Yeah, malignant. And it's going to be released August the 14th, 2020, obviously, because we're doing about 2020. Good shout. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> and it's directed by James Wan, the guy we the guy we both love so much. All right, well, the synopsis has been pre-written for me because Matt clearly didn't trust me to make up my own. I got them off uh, Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so it's based on Wan's 2011 graphic novel of the same name, Malignant, and it's about a guy called Alan Gates who's a cancer patient with a terminal diagnosis, but he's kind of, like, resigned to his fate until... He discovers that his tumour is actually a mysterious parasite. Um, that sounds like... Did you ever watch that film of Richard E. Grant where he had like a massive mole that like took over? Molly, molly, molly. No. I'm sure it was Richard E. Grant. He had like a massive mole and it like started taking over his brain. I didn't see that. It's it was grant, he was granted a second lease in life and an incredible, incredible otherworldly powers... And he must fight against an evil army buried beneath society's skin. Mm. All the while unlocking the secrets of his forgotten past. There's a lot going on in that. Sounds a bit shit if you ask me. Yeah. So to sum up, a guy, he has cancer. It's a tumour. It's It's not a tumour. It's not a (laughs) tumour. Why is your army better than mine? (laughs) Because I've practised many hours. waited for that moment. (laughs) Come on, mad. Good <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> my, jaw, my jaw doesn't move in the same way. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Uh, What's he do? Yeah. 
So yeah, he's got he's got cancer. It's not a tumor. It's a parasite. He's got powers, and he's got to fight against all the bad shit that's going on in society. And he's also mm. got a forgotten past, which I'm trying to make it sound better, but it's just not working for me, unfortunately. It was. I mean, the first line, without meaning to sound like flippant about such a dis- horrible disease, obviously, the first line I thought, right, okay, where's this going? It could go. It could kind of go like really deep, or it could go really stupid, really odd. And then when they said that actually his tumor is actually a parasite, I was like, surely they would have noticed that. I don't know. Granted, the second leaf on life, lease on life, and otherworldly powers. It sounds a bit like Deadpool almost, because obviously Deadpool has a. He's got his illness. I think he's also yeah. got cancer as well, actually, and he casts whatever happens to him, and he um, gets these powers, whatnot. Uh, or he gets his superhero ability to heal himself. It, I don't know. And then like Alan, it's, Alan must fight an army buried beneath society's skin. It's, even like the synopsis is really on the nose. And anything with James One, I mean, I'm on board because I like his style of directing. Even if I don't always like his films, so I, I wasn't. I loved The Conjuring. Didn't like Conjuring Two. I liked Insidious. I didn't actually mind a second. I don't think. And saw obviously what he did. To start that off, and then he did Aquaman. But anything with James Wan's <laughs> name attached to it, I'm generally always intrigued by. So of course I'm going to check this out. Yeah. But first up, I mean, we've got no. We, there's nothing else about this film we have. We've got no other plot or trailers. But just reading that doesn't excite me. No, I find that when people then, you know, like people, people get quite successful, and then they start plugging their sort of novels or books. They're never quite. As good. <laughs> I, don't, I think that part of the magic of James Wan, I don't know if he wrote The Conjuring and Insidious. Um, yeah, it, The Conjuring wasn't wasn't written by him. Um, That's I all mean, wrong. you know, it, 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 it could be all right. Yeah, the synopsis doesn't doesn't get me excited yet. I might see a trailer and just go, "This is amazing," but yeah, not based on that. Well, anyway, Malignant sounds a bit. Malignant. Oh, yes, it come for the horror, stay for the sound bites. So we move on then. Should we move on to Fantasy Island? Yeah, go on then. No worries. Well, it's it... gone from gone from frying pan to the fire, hasn't yeah. it? Let's go. Yeah. Fantasy Island. <laughs> well, we watched the trailer, as I'm sure you guys have as well. It comes out very soon. We watched the trailer. This is what we thought whilst we watched it. What's your fantasy, buddy? You. Oh, a trailer before a trailer. And now funky music. Oh, so from, uh, what is it, Pretty Little Liars? Bloggy's dancing now. <laughs> Been in an elevator on a floor to no name. This music isn't very horror-y, but then they get the Blumhouse logo. Oh, that was cool, how the elevator opened and then it was the Blumhouse thing. Plane going over the ocean. Now you've got the Conjuring house. It looks like a weird mix between like cocktail and um, I don't know, <laughs> a really shit movie. Mobile phone joke. <sighs> this looks really poor. They missed a trick. They put Ariana Grande on here, but it should totally have been Baby D. Let me be your fantasy. Hmm. What if it's someone who died? Tupac. I don't like the music. Don't like the music. I'll say that right now. Oh, is she going to have to brock the bully up? Is this the twist where things get Ominous. a bit darker? 
Julia's no. well creepy, isn't she? Well, but it's someone in a torture chair. Oh, it's not What's a hologram. Man of a gun. Bringing kids back to life. Always a happy subject. They've just been gunned like Noel's house party. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, no, Julia's got a nosebleed. <laughs> right, so their fantasy becomes some sort of twisted version oh, of it. Oh, it's creepy. People watching people sleep. Oh, part of what, they? CGI, that plane blowing up looked arse. Oh, it's all, it's all kicking off in the last few seconds. Fantasy Island. What a pile of shit. Hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I think that trailer looked pretty minced, to be honest. I don't think that looked very good. Yeah, so that pretty much yep. sums up what we thought. I think, yeah, Fantasy Island comes out on February the 14th, Valentine's Day. So, uh, you know, take your lovers and your mothers to see Fantasy Island. Directed by Jeff Wadlow, which ain't always a good thing. He directed Kick-Ass 2 and the woefully shit Truth or Dare. Basically, an, an enigmatic Mr. Rourke makes the secret <laughs> dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Uh, I think we're both in agreement that this looks mince. This looks arse. Anything with anyone from Pretty Little Liars in is going to be bad. Yeah. Just going to put that out there now. I just didn't, it stars Lucy Hale, Michael Peña is in it, Maggie Q, uh, Portia Doubleday, what a name, and Jimmy Yang. It just looks, I don't know, it just looks generic and step-by-step horror to me and the music mm. I didn't like either yeah I didn't I didn't like how it was all sort of being like oh my god no wifi oh, oh my god what am I gonna do yeah. I can't text my, my friends friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just very much like you know that if you go and see this at the cinema you're not gonna have a good experience because you're either gonna be sat next to like teens that are shouting or teens that are kissing and Ew. I don't want to be sat next to me <laughs> yeah neither do I or you just Take the girlfriend to see Fantasy Island. Yeah, like, you'll, you'll get some lad who'll be like, yeah, I'm going to take to see Fantasy Island and completely misjudge what the film's about. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, completely. It, you're gonna, I don't know. Maybe this will be decent, but from the from the trailer and from what our reaction told us, uh, it uh, the further that that trailer went on, the sort of more into depression we fell, I think. Yeah, and then the fact that they're trying to bring back that woman's kid and it's all just a bit like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it's just that's exactly it. it's just a bit it looks a bit hmm. no i didn't know it looked mm, a bit too yeah. glossy for me and a tr- horror doesn't have to be grainy and dark and miserable looking but this looked a bit too polished for me and it looks like the kind of pg-13 horror that isn't going to make you squirm at all i think anyway yeah it all just then it's a bit like it's like sore but not <laughs> it's like, it's like a toned down a sword. Yeah, it is very much so. So yeah, Fantasy Island. That's what we thought. Again, if if any if you guys agree or disagree with us, let us know. Maybe you thought saw this train and thought actually I'm really quite looking forward to this. Let us know why. We're not here to argue. We're here to t- discuss. So Fantasy Island didn't work for us. So so far we're two for two. What have we got next, mate? The Conjuring Three. The devil made me do it. <laughs> a likely story. That old oh. chestnut. <laughs> so this is coming out on September the 11th, and it's directed by Michael Chavez. 
who did the Curse of La Llorona. Is that how you say it? La, 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 La Llorona. There we go. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I'm quite excited about this one, though. I mean, obviously, there's no trailer, but the devil made me do it. It's it's bringing up all sorts of wonderful scenarios in my head of like this kid just being like, oh, I, I didn't do my homework. The devil ate it. Like, the devil <laughs> yeah. made me do it. I didn't do Why it. Why didn't you do your chores? Oh, the devil it's made like, me. They should have had Shaggy in this. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, I think this is the worst title ever. I generally think it's so It shit. is absolute tosh. But... The Conjuring 3. The devil made me do it. I like how you've included this synopsis. It's from Warner Brothers. Yes, so I didn't come up with just, this. Just so that I know. All right. It reveals a chilling story of terror, murder and unknown evil that shocked even the experienced real life paranormal fake investigators. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to add that in. Real life bullshitters, Ed and Lorraine Warren. One of the most sensational cases from their files, it starts with a fight of the soul of a young boy and then takes them beyond anything they've ever seen before to mark the first time in US history that a murder suspect reclaimed demonic possession as a defence. The devil made me do it. The devil made you do it. Um, synopsis sounds fine to me. I, you know, it, it, they, a sensational case involving people who make sensationalism as a career. I don't know. It starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen. Interesting. I remember seeing the exorcism of Emily Rose. So I'm guessing this is set before that film. That was pretty similar, where the priest in that film was uh, up for, I think actually it was uh, manslaughter or neglect or something like that. But still, um, yeah, title's awful. Really don't like the title. The Curse of Ylaidonia. I didn't like that particularly either. And that was Michael Chavez was kind of t- uh, cutting his teeth on that film to then obviously go into this film, which is going to have a lot more eyes on it. I wonder how if it's how much like courtroom drama versus contemporary horror there's going to be. I mentioned Emily Rose. That was courtroom drama, then horror. And I think it worked mm. quite well in that sense. Um, despite the shaky returns from the Conjuring verse, as it's called, uh, I'm, always, I'm always down for a new movie in a franchise, especially in the main line, like the actual the, the Conjuring series. Maybe it's because I really like the first Conjuring that I just want them to do a really good... A follow up to that, and I know a lot of people dug Conjuring Two. I didn't, but um, so yeah, Conjuring Three. I'm excited for simply because it's part of that Conjuring main line. Obviously, Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson are back again. They're like that. They are the faces of this franchise now. So yeah, yeah. the little that we know about it, uh, I'll be there on September the 11th to watch it, and I hope, and I hope it's one of the positive. Um, instalments in this canon because it's kind of 50 50 for me at the minute you get one good one bad yeah i think they um it would be good if they don't do the mistake they made in the conjuring 2 which is they introduced that weird cgi crooked man thing which Mm. was just really packed because i i really like the conjuring 2 (laughs) i I remember looking at pictures of that investigation from when i was a kid and like oh she's clearly jumping on the bed she's a liar like but what i'm most interested in is whether Patrick Wilson is going to give us another Elvis rendition in this <laughs> for like five minutes. He's going to be able to fix everything in sight. Yeah, he's just going to be like, oh, your car's broken, your stove's broken, take my hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Patrick, 
Patrick, put the guitar down, stop singing. The devil made me do it. Yes. <laughs> I can't help. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. Killing people. The devil made me do it. <laughs> oh, Patrick, you, you, you fixed our car. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. The uh... devil didn't make me do that one. <laughs> it was God yeah. that made me do that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to rewatch The Conjuring too. Then, but it's it's memories of things like The Crooked Man, which looked which is so at odds with I don't want to say the grounded tone because they're dealing with like, ghosts and all that. But it took me out of the film too much. I do have to say, um, and I don't know whether it's just because I'm maturing or, but like, <laughs> I find these films just a tad bit silly now in the sense of if you're a you know you you predate the Bible, you're a demon right through and through, evil as fuck. As if yeah. you're just gonna be like, do you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna tap on the wall, and then I'm gonna tap on the wall again, and then I'm gonna like make the room smell, and I've got all this power. <laughs> but I'm just that's all I'm gonna do, and then I'm gonna scare them so much, and then I'm gonna drag their feet out from under the covers. It's just like, come on. If and, I'm and when it comes to it, I'm gonna let them defeat me in the most easy, ridiculous of ways. But you know who they can't defeat? The American justice system. Because they <laughs> yeah, won't believe yeah, yeah. that the devil made them do it. Boom, boom, it's just boom. a bit. That's the only part. It's the only part for me where I'm a bit like, wouldn't you just, like, if I was lock, stock, two smoking barrels, full on demon, I'd just be like, just thought, you know, let's get the crucifixes out and have a wank. You know, I would be going full for it, but See that they're pretty before. petty in the content, aren't they? <laughs> well, they, they are. Like, yeah, they don't, obviously, yeah, they don't masturbate furiously whilst being underage and that, with that kind of stuff, but... um. Well, that, saw... that, that's not a requirement, by the way. That was just an example of <laughs> It's not one of the must-haves. <laughs> Hmm. Check on the age girl masturbating. Nope. Shit. Um, mainstream horror nowadays is a lot more saturated and a bit pap. And I know we're a horror pod, but obviously we're not going to champion mm. things we don't particularly dig all the time. We're going to be honest with what we've been for these first few films. But yeah, so I agree with you. Yeah, it, like these demons should be able to just like essentially tear the core of the earth apart. But all they kind of really do is just clap a bit and yeah, scream in your face and get banished if you call it a bad name yeah i mean i'm fed up with passive aggressive demons so if if this conjuring three is going to give us some old school demon activity then i'm down with that and patrick wilson can play his guitar to his heart's content because it'll probably (laughs) get shoved up his ass by a demon (laughs) (laughs) okay over under over under 80 percent what are the chances that in this in the courtroom at some point the the murder suspect does actually say the devil made me do it eighty percent over under. Oh, I'm going to say under because I think they're going to say it to Ed and the Rain personally and right. not in the court. Right, the devil made me do it. okay. So when this film comes out in September, I'm going to be looking out for that to see when in January who won this sportsman's bet. So conjuring three. From what you know about it, which is we don't really know too much about it, from what we know, what are you thinking then? You, you, you excited for it or you kind of... You know? Oh, I'm, I'm still going to go and see it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I'm not going to go and see this. I love The Conjuring. I just, I'm, I'm always disappointed with it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to The Lodge. The Lodge. We had a little trailer reaction to this as well, so shall we? We shall. 
Bosh. Oh, I'm a horror. That kid looks like Daniel Radcliffe. Richard Armitage looks like a psycho. Snowy, isolated. Mm. Yes. Don't wear mama's hat. So the kids don't like the new stepmom, clearly. Can't do the rest of your life, though. And Richard Armitage has got a bugger off somewhere. So there's the issue. The music is wicked. The strings, the plucking strings is great. Mass cult suicide. 12-year-old girl, only survivor. Mm. So all the exposition comes from QuickTime videos. From the directors of Goodnight Mummy. <laughs> from the directors of a film you've never heard of. Didn't see that one. Power's out. Stuff's going missing. <laughs> uh, I heard something in the isolated snowy cabin. This film looks pretty creepy. Location looks good. I like that. <laughs> Who's at the door? Knock, knock. The next great horror film is here, says Slash Film. Ah, we should break all our fingers. Hmm. Uh, I'm liking it. It's not giving much away. I don't like this. Oh, God, this looks terrifying. I think the location looks awesome on that, to be honest. Oh, a bit of a hereditary doll's house moment there. Was that Zorro under the water? Oh, that looks like a good in. Richard Armitage might come back as a Jack Torrance-esque type character. But... That would be really good if Hammer um, does like a decent horror film. <laughs> Sorry, Hammer. Doesn't give much away about the story, apart from the fact that the kids don't like the stepmother. St- scary stuff happens and maybe they've got to kind of work together to save each other. But actually, do you know what? I quite enjoyed that trailer. I liked it. That's us talking about The Lodge. So uh, tell us about it, mate. All right, so it's going to come out in either February or March. We're not sure which. Um, it's directed by Veronica Franz and ooh, Severin. Severin Fiala. That's very Harry Potter, isn't it's it? Severin Snape. Severin. Yeah, yes. that was it. Near enough, um, All right, so during a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays... A father is forced to abruptly depart for work, leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend, Grace. Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events summon spectres from Grace's dark past. Living with a suicide cult! <laughs> in an isolated <laughs> remote winter cabin. Could it be Fairbanks, Alaska? Could it? If there's Aurora Borealis, then it could well be. <laughs> or it could be Seymour Skinner's kitchen. Yeah. Uh, nibbles, chew through my ball sack. Um, so it stars <laughs> Riley Keough. has really nothing to do with this film, but it came to my mind. Uh, so Riley Ke- I like Riley Keough, and I like Jaden Martell, formerly known as Jaden Lieberher. Changed his surname. Uh, Richard Armitage looks mad in this. I liked what I saw of Riley Keough. I'm clueless as to who Alicia Silverstone is playing. But she's in it. Um, I don't know. It's like the shining light kind of to me. It, it's got a creepy atmosphere in, as I mentioned, it's like a remote, snowy setting. So I like that side of it. I really like the tone of this film. I thought the tone was great. I never I never like a synopsis when it says something about someone's dark past. Uh, that seems yeah. a bit overused or cliche to me now. But I thought this one looked all right. As with any film, of course. But... As with this film, I think it could go either way. It could actually be pretty chilling. 
and pretty damn good. Or it could just be middling. But I like to think it's going to be pretty good because I liked what I saw. Didn't love, yeah. but I liked it. I thought this this was the one of the few out of the whole lot where I genuinely got excited about watching it. <laughs> yeah. this, it could so go either way. Because I was like, is it the kids? Is it Grace? Who is it? Are there ghosts? Like, what's going on? There's something going on, but we don't know what it is, but I'm hoping that it's going to be scary. And that's mm. that was how I felt about watching The Lodge. And then I even went to work and played it to one of my co-workers. Like, she likes horror. I didn't just go, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Slamming her head on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Watch The like Lodge. It? Yeah, she seemed like, she was like, yeah, it looks pretty, pretty scary. And I was like, it should be pretty scary. And that was just <laughs> That was the end of the conversation, really. There wasn't much. <laughs> and you walked off, got your coffee, and, and carried on working. Yeah. <laughs> Never spoke since. It apparently, it's got since. good buzz from the festivals it appeared at last year. Um, yeah, I thought it looked quite good. I'm looking forward to this, whether it's out next month or the month after. But yeah, it's, it looks like a, um, a more of an isolated film, but it feels like a smaller film. And sometimes I do enjoy a horror film, which is stripped back to the basics. Hmm. Yeah, there's only so much you can do in a cabin in a you know an isolated location, but it's there's so much that you can only do so much. But that's enough. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Whereas, like in comparison to Fantasy Island or or even maybe The Conjuring Three, they're going to pack. They try to pack so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, ultimately, what everyone is scared of being isolated, alone, and in a blizzard with a couple of kids. So this yeah. is going to be great. Yep, I agree. That's the best way to end that. So I agree with you there. And I've got high hopes for The Lodge. Next up, we had Gretel and Hansel. We haven't got a uh, release date in the UK yet. And I must say as well, just to uh, half an hour into it, the release dates we are given are UK release dates. But for the most part, they will also um, resonate with you guys around the world as well. So no release date for Gretel and Hansel. This is what we thought when we watched the trailer. First off, that original triangular lodge cabin looks a lot. It looks very A twenty four. Another trailer before a trailer. So this is a Brothers Grimm reimagining. Always loving an androgynous. The girl puppet. from Eat. Sophia Lillis. Ooh, something in the woods. Something lurking. Oh, witches. I like the look of the. The cinematography looks good. It's a creepy little looking place. Hmm. Oh, they find the Wicked Witch and the gingerbread and all that. This looks a bit like, like you know, like Tim Burton, but, but you know, there's no Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter, so it's probably going to be quite good. You bloody idiots, Hansel. Oh, she Girl, looks that witch evil. Is Food is... Oh, look at that, look at that banquet. Bit weird. Would you not be a bit worried about that? Sniffing your brother's hair. So pleasant. Oh. Feels a bit like the witch in terms of tone. Or certainly look as well. This looks pretty true to the original. Oh, he's going to eat a hot poker. What's coming out of that baby? What are they running from? Oh, he's got no eyes. They're oinking like pigs. She's got black fingers. There you go. What's she pulling out of her mouth? Oh, Hansel's hair out of her gun. Wrong, wrong and delicious. Oh, it's the grim fairy tale version. Oh, that looks quite mm. good as well. Looked pretty. It looked pretty creepy and atmospheric anyway. So, uh, let's see what Bloggy thinks, eh? Oh, it's creeped me out. 
Yeah, there we go. It was directed or is directed by Oz Perkins, who directed um, The Black Coat's Daughter, a film which I watched first and thought this was a bit pap. Rewatched it and thought this is actually really good. It's got Emma Roberts in and I'm a big fan of Emma Roberts. Uh, she, she also directed I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which I think is actually a biography of me. Um, it stars Sophia Lillis, who's um, diving headfirst into horror after being in it. And it's about a girl and her younger brother unwittingly stumble upon the house of an evil witch in the dark woods. If it sounds familiar, Brothers Grimm. So it's a reimagining of the Brothers Grimm. Gretel and Hansel, so we've just heard what we thought about it, but just to expand on it, mate, what, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, this is another film that I'm really quite excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it looks like it's pretty close to the, to the original Grimm fairy tale. Yeah. And... Um, I think it's great to go back and explore these things um, in in their natural form. You know that this this was what the brothers Grimm thought that kids needed to know about to prepare them for adulthood. Like you know, all right, kids, there's going to be some mental ass woman. She's going to try and eat you, and you've got out out. You know, I'd I'd, I'd like to see it in its original kind of form and mm-hmm. and psychoanalyze the shit out of it. But it looks really just. It doesn't look scary. It looks like it's going to make me feel really uncomfortable and that potentially some scenes are going to stay. Like, even just the outline of the witch with her pointy hat. I don't think witches don't bother me, but that whole get-up, because it was so southern gothic, it was just like, oh, she's going to do something awful. And then she she pulls, like, what it looked like when I empty my plugs in the shower... And she pulls all that hair out of her mouth. Lovely. Nice. Horrid. Now when I see that pivotal moment, I'm just going to think of you, I'm I'm blocking your drain. It doesn't happen so much now I've cut my hair, but when I had long hair, Jesus Christ. Rocking that sweet red mane. It was Gretel and Hansel style. (laughs) Ross Perkins has been directing my showers. (laughs) This is the weirdest thing I've heard in a long time. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, I thought this looked like a bit of like an, an introduction, like a beginner's guide to A24 at the beginning in terms of the visuals. So it was a very like witch-like feel to it, where like the triangular um, home where we, we see first off. Um, I'm interested in what the director brings to this. And um, yeah, I like your point about how it might not outright like scare you or put the fear of God in you, but it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I'm with you, actually. This is one of those films on the list where I thought... At uh, face level, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this one. Just from the title, I don't mind the Brothers Grimm, but the whole fairy tale aspect, which way were they going to go with it? And then I saw the director, and then I saw the trailer, and I think this looks really quite good. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be, like, you know, pant-wettingly scary, but I think it is going to have some effective moments which kind of do make you think, oh, when you walk into your car after the film's finished, looking over your shoulder a little bit. But, um, yeah, this surprised me at how much I thought it actually looked quite good. And um, yeah, Oz Perkins, fan of the work. So yeah, bring it on, Gretel and Hansel. Looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to finding out when it's coming out, though. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good. That'll be a good start if we find out when it's going to come out, and then we can plan to go and see it. Deal. My thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely want to see that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Gretel and Hansel. So, um, so that brings an end to part one of our 2020 uh, look forward to. Uh, the first three films there. We're going to come back with two more smaller episodes over the next few days as well. But that's that. 
Bloggy, if the world wants to find you online and why wouldn't they, where can they find you? At Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and my blog is on Google, Bloggy Balboa. It's a real knockout. If you want to find me, <laughs> what I watch tonight.co.uk, uh, just search what I watch tonight, Instagram and Twitter. You'll find me on there. Uh, you can find the show, more importantly, at Death by Pod on the tweets and the instances where we put polls up, we put pictures up, we put questions up, we put the shows up, we put um, audiograms of like little teasers of the show as well, at Plus More. So, so come on there, check us out. Plus, we also like a little chat as well. So follow us on the socials. Uh, and we'll have some scarily good chat. But like I say, until next time, that is that for the show. So from me, thank you for listening. And see ya. And from Bloggy. Bye. Bye.